Fighting Talk NZ. Fighting Talk NZ. Hi, my name is Beth. I'm a retired Muay Thai champion. It's been a while since I fought. Um, I used to fight out of Jai Thai boxing, still very much an active gym. My record is 35 fights. Uh, pretty sure 32 of them were Muay Thai fights. Uh, the actual record, I cannot remember. It's been that long ago, and I've probably been hit in the head way too many times since then. Uh, really, oh, and this is the Fighting uh, Talk New Zealand. Yeah. Thank you very much, Darius. It's always hard case getting people to introduce themselves for a start because no one likes to talk about themselves. <laughs> you know what I mean? So to, to, to come up and be like, oh, I've done this, done that, it's, it's pretty cool. So how are you? You're good. I am very good. Um, it's been a very long time since I've been involved in anything fighting related. Uh, so I'm actually really excited about this. Um, I haven't been following the industry as closely um, as I think I should have or could have. Um, so I'm actually to have this chat and see what's new yeah yeah i i, I was I, I saw it like i was saying before i saw um saw some stuff come off of you doing crossfit and stuff like that and it really reminded me of of, of like when you were fighting and stuff like that and you know when you came down and and i was like man i hadn't spoken to you in ages it's like oh i'll reach out and send you a text message and just see how you are and then see if you get sort of come on the podcast and you're like all for it and i was like this is choice and like your self-promotion is just amazing. I wouldn't have had anybody do that straight off the bat. Like even before I told anybody you were, you were into, just good. And, and I know that we've discussed it um, about self-promotion and stuff for fighters and things like that. It's a bit of a, I guess, a bit of a thought pattern that fighters that want to get paid should be able to sell tickets and be able to promote themselves and stuff like that. And then on the other hand, it's like, well, the promoters also have to have really good shows and good lighting and, and good stuff like that. And it sort of all goes around in a little bit of a circle. What's, what's your thoughts on, on that kind of thing with as far as fighters promoting themselves? Well, a hundred percent you have to do it. And, and I think that what most fighters need to realize is that, what being a fighter is only part of it. Um, if you want to have amazing opportunities, if you want to be going overseas, if you want to get invited and be main event, you actually have to sell the tickets. Whether you want it or not, that's the reality of it. The self-marketing, the self-promotion, you cannot go without it. There's a reason why certain people make it to say UFC and certain people don't. It really is not about the skill. It's about how well you're recognized and how well you're liked and how many tickets you can sell. New Zealand is quite a small market, so I think you can still kind of get away with doing the bare minimum uh, and still get invited. And the skill will get you quite far because there's not that many people. If you want to be going to Australia and if you want to be pay getting paid to fight, you have to be a face that they recognize because nobody's going to go uh, to an Australian, say, fight show and watch a New Zealand fighter that they've never heard of. Um, and for females especially, that is a really hard kind of thing to do. Male fighters, like naturally it's male it's a male industry doesn't really look at it and that's also the kind of the reality of things as well is that for females they have to promote a lot harder um whether you want to believe it or not the guys don't like watching girls fight 
And, and I think that's also important for us as females in any really sport is to take any opportunity that we can to show our, to show off our skills, whether we're doing it for ourselves or for other females. And this is where a call of that self-promotion comes in. You might not get invited to a bunch of shows. Start with social media is like an amazing tool that we have at our disposal right now. Uh, and it's so easy to do as well. It's a shame that a lot of people aren't doing it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, I think it sort of helps. You know, like if we run, like if I run a Muay Thai show down here, you know, we don't have a big selection of Muay Thai or fighters willing to fight Muay Thai in the South Island. So you need to bring them from the North Island. And that's really, really hard for them to be able to sell tickets. Um, and because they're not going to, their friends and family aren't going to be able to afford to come down here, which is fine. But they are marketable enough and they're on social media enough and my gym's, you know, like promoting what they're doing as well. Then all of a sudden people do want to see them fight down here. And so people down here do start buying tickets to come and watch those guys. So I've found that by using the same fighters on my shows from the North Island, all of a sudden, the crowds get bigger and they sell easier but people actually recognize who i'm bringing down from the last show so um and i think you know if if you get that and then you start getting pay-per-view and you and you start getting big crowds then advertising and sponsorship gets easier for the shows and and fighters that stand out are the same you know like you just have to work inside and outside of the ring a wee bit yeah yeah and also that's actually a really great point about the sponsorship and promotions and everything else. You can't really like earn money being a fighter. doesn't really matter where you're doing it because you don't fight often enough or you're not physically able to find off enough to make a living. And a lot of that money comes from sponsorships and they're not coming from New Zealand sponsorships. New Zealand sponsorships are so small. It's not going to be worth it. So if you actually want to make a career out of it, if you're young enough, if you have enough kind of drive to do that, getting sponsorship is all about recognition it's actually about social media and digital engagement all of that stuff you might be the crappiest fighter in the world but if you have i don't know ten thousand or above ig followers you're yeah. done like, amazing yeah 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 because you get yeah if that you can start getting some advertising getting people following you sponsorship selling product for people influencing people really isn't it yeah as as shitty as it sounds that's the reality of it in, in modern day and age you have to have that like crowd online first as well yeah. um yeah i mean sport and being paid for it are two different things you yeah. could be an amazing and be doing really well um yeah. in the sport you're not going to get paid for it you're not going to get enough money from it most athletes get sponsorships yeah 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 it's true isn't it um it's not a lot of opportunity to fight full time and, and be pro. Like you see it now in Thailand a little bit, where they're getting these big bonuses and that, like one championship or Friday night fights and stuff, you know, they're getting bonuses, which is great, but hard to do in New Zealand. And I think it's also up for promoters a wee bit as well. Like the promoters, it's you can bring the, you can have the best fighters, but if you just put them in a, in a room with 100 people sitting around with no lighting and no decent sound and nothing decent to eat stuff like that then no one's going to go to it either so they need to ensure that well, i think we need to ensure as promoters that you know we've got a decent show for people to come and fight on as well and, and look after the fighters it's a big thing eh? yeah and and also it's and i don't understand why not more fighters realize that is that the only way the industry will progress and move on if 
we all help each other and promotion is a really big part of actually being able to fight and show off your skills and it's hard work it costs a lot of money and you've put in a lot of it without knowing if you're going to get any of it back so the least we could do is help you guys out by selling tickets promoting the event talking about it um because i've been through quite a few of these where the gyms that i was at were putting on shows and it was just ton of hard work and sometimes you lose a shitload of money at the end of it and it's just really disappointing yeah it is oh it's it's 100 percent like that um i've found you know you put on amazing shows and really really good stuff and you don't really make anything out of it well, not enough to support my family you know what i mean like, yeah and the reality uh, of things and people realize that that you make majority of your money selling alcohol at those events too yeah so yeah. You need to have lots of buddies and we need to drink and you need to put on like a good show for them to watch as they're doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's hard case. Tell your fighting career. Um, you started training at Jai. Is that like you were always there? No, I Jai was like my latest gym. I started training out of a place you that is no longer in business. It used to be called Fighting. Uh, that was Mark Stewart's gym. It's been around for a little while. Um, so I've had the first maybe 10 or so fights, uh, maybe yeah. even more. And this is when Jai moved to Auckland and I jumped on board straight away because they had an amazing collection of Thai trainers, the guys that yeah. kind of stuff um, yeah. and come with all of that like really authentic experience. And it's just changed my fight game so much straight away. Yeah, yeah, I suppose because you that would have been Wimbledon, was it? Yep. So Wimbledon was there. There were quite a few of them around. They still actually operate under the same concept. So the owner brings in the um, trainers from Thailand. So she goes over there. She um, kind of goes around the gyms, figures out who the good ones are, and then she brings them over into New Zealand. And I think that's the only gym in New Zealand that does that. Um, yeah. So I that is, that's uh, Sue Lim, is it? Yeah. 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 She does cool things. Yeah, she's she has this amazing concept. We're um we're friends to this day. We actually hung out yesterday. Oh, <laughs> funnily really? enough, um, oh. so she still does the same thing. I'm still very much part of Jai. I just don't train as much anymore. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I saw something because I did a. Well, I saw your Instagram thing the other day. Oh no, I've lost. Oh. For a minute. Oh. Are you right? Are you so, oh yeah, so you and Sue Lynn catch up pretty regularly then yeah we just don't train anymore we just mostly do the drinks now <laughs> yeah that's all good so was um selena small training there when you were there was, was she, I'm pretty sure she was yeah. a joy but she might have been in wellington hey she was in wellington and then she moved up to Auckland. so we actually trained together for a bit and then she moved to australia she's kind of been in and out but yeah we trained together for a little while um yeah. and when we trained we had like a can we swear on the podcast yeah yeah, yeah 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 yeah, of course because we we had a team name they used to call us team crazy bitch <laughs> so right yeah that's awesome because you two were, both would have been oh, she usually fought a wee bit lighter than than you did oh, i suppose you're both the similar sort of range really you sort of went from like 53 to 58 and she was sort of like that 52 to 56 wasn't she yeah, it was kind of similar. I, literally, when I was fighting, and I don't know if that's the case right now, there were not enough girls, and I was desperate. I would 
like cut a bunch of weight or I'll gain weight or I will take fights heavier, anything that I could get. So my fight range was like insane in weight wise, just because I yeah. wanted to get. Yeah. And so Selena was there in, in between somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would have been pretty handy for you to, or would have been handy for her. She would have only just been getting into it when you were sort of right in the full swing of things, eh? So it would have been a really awesome experience for her to be able to train with you like that. Yeah, it was it was really great to have a female partner to train because that's something that you generally don't get a lot of, uh, or yeah. I didn't get a lot of train with guys all the time. And there is a really big difference in how you would say spar with a guy versus a girl. It's a size difference. It's a weight difference. And it's never the same. It was actually quite nice to have like somebody that is more or less my size to be able to like bounce a few things off of. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Cause she's, I'm not, I haven't seen if she's fought recently, but she, I know she moved to Australia a few years ago. I caught up with her over there. I know Caitlin's gone over there and trained with her. Um, she is she still like fighting over there or what's she up to? Actually, I have no idea. Yeah, no, neither do I. I'll have to send her a message and find out what she's up to. Yeah, this I'm is talking... um, no, sorry, you go. No, you go. I'm, I'm all good. No, I was just gonna say that, um, that's one of the actually cool, cool things about the fighting is like the amount of people that I met and the amount that our friends that I've made is quite a lot of them, but I haven't. I think like if we'll chat will probably be like nothing's ever happened and hasn't been years, but I have no idea what any of these people are up to these. I just kind of like dropped out of the scene and I was like, no, this is it. The whole fighting thing is dead to me now. I'm just going to move on with my life. That was literally the only way I could do it because I loved it so much. I couldn't mm. just kind of move away a little bit. It had to be like a clean break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you mentioned that before that you had a question that came through and, and, um, and somebody else that I'd like to probably talk to about it at some stage who's gone in a similar path is, is Kaylee Reeves. Obviously, with being champion fighters and then leaving the sport, uh, ha having children, leaving the sport, getting into like, especially CrossFit, which is something else that you're right into now. And um, and I've seen, geez, you've grown too. Like you've gotten strong since when you started, man. You know, you, you look strong. There's more yeah. of me now. All right, yeah, man, you it's hectic. Hey, it's like, whoa. How how did you find that? How did you what was the what was the thing that that clicked in your head and said, right, it's time to stop, time to move on? And and how did you sort of deal with the aftermath of that? Yeah, uh, to me, the biggest reason why I retired was the politics. It got to the point where I was no longer enjoying what I was doing, and that it was there was like too many opinions about what I was doing, and what I wasn't doing. Uh, and I just remember after every single fight, somebody would always complain about, oh, I shouldn't have gone this way or shouldn't have gone that way. You don't know what you're doing. And I was like, this is not fun anymore. I love fighting and I love sport. And I kind of love the, the chase. Mm. But it became like such a drag, always having to explain to everybody like why the decision went that way, why it didn't go that way. It just became like too public at the end mm. and just lost, like, and it just lost any enjoyment. I remember right before my last fight and I didn't even know it was going to be my last fight I was talking to Miriam Tio I don't know if you remember her she was one of the yeah, fighters I love very Miriam. She, she's yeah a lot of time for Miriam right? she's an amazing chick yeah yeah and, and she's retired like pretty much right before me and I was talking to her before my last fight and I was like I don't want to do this anymore yeah <laughs> I was not fun she's like why are you doing this and it just clicked I was like yeah why am I doing this 
I don't do this anymore. And that was it. And I, like after that fight, I made a decision. I was like, that's not fun. I'm not enjoying it. Like it's too stressful. And I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. Um, but also I was getting older. And I think it got to the point where I would have needed to put in a lot more effort and a lot more travel time to get anywhere with my fighting career because I ran out of opponents in New Zealand like three years before that. Yeah. Uh, and I, that's not where I want to be in my life. I was, I think, 32 at the time. I was like, I'm way too old for this shit. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah, wow. Oh, that's pretty awesome. And and when you stopped, like you obviously had your fight, you stopped. There would have been a, a period of time where you would have been like, how the fuck do I like fill in all this time that I've got? You know, I was like, what do I do with myself? Like, that's what I found when I stopped training. Anyway, I was like, it's real weird. It's like, <laughs> there's nothing to do. I like, yeah, I don't. I don't struggle with filling in my time. I have this problem. I'm pretty sure PhD. Like I fill my days with stuff all the time. Sports yeah. is a really thing for me, so I would always find something physical to do. And by the time I retired, I was already doing CrossFit. I was yeah. like, I'm full time now. That's just I enjoyed it. It was fun. I'll just keep doing that. The biggest thing that I struggled at the time I struggled with having an identity because. Nice. I was a fighter I was like a champion fighter for years and that's who I was that's what I did that's literally how I breathed I trained for four hours every single day I always thought about what's next like when's the next fighter what do I need to do I didn't have a social life at all because when people would invite me to go place I'm like now sorry I'm in fight camp and I was in fight camp all the time because I used to fight once a month for like years mm. and it was like oh what do you like who am I and I've yeah. really with this like who am i if i'm not a fighter then i'm like i don't have a different identity mm. this is it yeah. and that was the hard and i and i think i got to a point where i was just really depressed about it i was like i don't know who i am what's the point of me being here yeah yeah and, it's it's real tough eh? and it took the longest time to kind of get to a realization that like what i do or don't do doesn't make me a person it's it's a trait that I have, but it's not my whole personality. And this is why it was actually really great because it's it's competitive, like fighting is, but it doesn't demand you you like give up your whole life for it. Mm. You could do it uh, as seriously as you want to, or you can compete. You don't have to. You have that choice. And it was really nice kind of easing into it, knowing that I can still compete if I want to, or I can just learn new stuff and be happy with it it's kind of physically hard enough so that i don't feel like i've done nothing with my time yeah but i also have to train for four hours and just like give up my whole life for it yeah and it's also a really cool time for you to be going into because if you're retired you know in your early 30s then you know you're coming into that like real strength phase of your life you know like like female athletes in their 30s and 40s are usually pretty strong you know what i mean so it'd be a good time to be getting into crossfit i don't know there are girls who are like in the year 20s in crossfit that i brick like built like a brick shit house and that could never be that <laughs> is that right is that right yeah because it, 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 i guess they probably are right like it just i know i see a lot of i see a lot of people that have retired like male fighters and that have got into lifting and stuff like that and just look like beasts when they're in their 30s and 40s and um <laughs> But then I guess you're right, actually. There are some girls that I know that are in their 20s that are actually really strong. Because <laughs> yeah. 
it comes down to mindset. I don't think it's the age thing. It's like if you if yeah. you're that like if you're that driven and that competitive, you whichever sport you pick, you're gonna end up getting stronger or faster or whatever that might be. Yeah, that's true. And and I find it like I can relate to say female athletes in CrossFit same as I could to the ones in um, fighting or like any type of like fighting discipline is it's kind of this like alpha female personality where you're a type A personality and just want to grind. You don't give a shit about anybody else. You have your goal and you just want to get there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's an awesome that's an awesome way of looking at it. Hey, that's cool. That's cool. And so you, your mindset um, with fighting and with crossfit very similar oh 100 uh the only thing i had to learn to slow down quite a bit because you can't just go balls out in crossfit <laughs> and feel like succeed you hurt yourself yeah 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 yeah, yeah that's true. this is I, I like i genuinely think that fighting is like the ultimate way of competition you physically overpower your opponent and if you run out of skills or like strategy you still can physically just punch them in the face and it'll be great or you can <laughs> yeah. like or throw them on the ground you can still win just by really wanting it if that makes yeah. sense you'd yeah. have like enough training and strategy to be able to win a fight if you really want it um and it doesn't work that way if you don't have the skills if you can't i don't know handstand walk or if you can't do a muscle up no amount of wanting it will save you. <laughs> and yeah. like a really tough thing for me when I've done my first CrossFit comp, I didn't do well at all. <laughs> I was right at the bottom and I was like, shit, but I'm like good at competing at stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and how many times have you competed now? Uh, quite a few times, but I haven't done a lot of individual comps. I've done a lot of team stuff because uh, yeah. I feel when I started competing individually um, in CrossFit, it I got into the same mindset um, that I left with fighting. It just it just was not a good like mental place for me. I th it just reminded me much of like how hard it got by the end and like how much I had to sacrifice to end up with I don't know a lot of public opinions about shit that they shouldn't have opinions on. Um, so I've done team stuff, which is just a little bit of fun. But I'm I'm getting back into individual things now. Um, I think I've gone full circle where I'm like I need to have some individual goals. I can't just kick the can down the road for much longer I'm like i'm getting really old now <laughs> i still have some years left in me uh yeah. i don't want to get kicked because i don't think that's going to go really well but <laughs> i can still do individual comps yeah oh that's that's awesome man i love your philosophy on things it's, it's um you can really only come up with a philosophy like that through actually experiencing a, a fight career i think and 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 whereas obviously as the competitor that you are what what it, it reminds me i've got some questions that came in from some of the people that sort of tuned in and that and one of them was um tips and things for like mindset for for fighting and achieving your goals and stuff like it was visualization and stuff like that was that a sort of a big part of your fighting routine or you just sort of went in there and just just yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I've tried many things. I can't say like I have a winning recipe for like what you need to do to like fight your mind on it. I can tell you that before every single fight, I was shit scared. I think that's natural. You get the nerves, you get the kind of the self doubt, like, oh shit, what am I doing here? It's gonna, 
hurt like a bitch. I'm going to lose and everybody's going to hate me. I think that's only natural. If you're not going through that process, there's something wrong with you in here. Um, Yeah. and I've tried kind of different methods to like not be nervous or like to visualize my fight to be more self-confident, but I couldn't find anything that was like, oh, no, this is it. Uh, the only thing that I knew that I had to do is I had to prepare really, really well. I had to train really, really hard
on the day i like to i'm generally like quite an quite an intense person so like and if i'll focus on something that i know that i'll just drain my battery um on it so what i actually try and do and focus on anything but the fight itself um whenever like would be um in the back wearing a map and warming up in the changing rooms i'll just chat to people we'll just laugh and i pretend that i'm literally somewhere else with my friends and we're just hanging out having a great time yeah. uh until like you know my hands are being wrapped or until the thai massage and i can smell that tile oil i literally pretend i'm somewhere else entirely <laughs> and i'm just yeah yeah that's awesome because you're right. I mean, you'll be nervous regardless. There's no point trying to lose all of that energy being nervous ahead of time. So I just like live in denial for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Awesome. Um, I don't know whether you will have seen too much of what's been going on with the fight scene in, in New Zealand at the moment. Um, but is there anybody that's sort of sticking out uh, in your eyes as, as, as sort of going all right, male or female? I haven't been following the industry to close it beyond the people that already knew when I kind of dipped. Um, so it's all the same girls that were around when I was around that are still fighting. So, I mean, Caitlin is one of them. Obviously, I see her around quite a bit. Um, yeah. Kelly as well. Kelly. Uh, and I Kelly Boris, know. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I've seen her around quite, quite a number. She's quite aggressive, actually, but she's also very for aggression. Um, yeah. And then... I mean, obviously, baby's still around. Yeah, she's still, yeah. I don't know how she does it. She still is fighting. Um, Wendy Talbot, all the same girls, again, they've been around when I was around. Yeah. I try not to get too involved because, like, I have such deep feelings. Like, I love the sport. And I just, for me, the only way to get out of it was to have that clean break. So cut I try that, to cut that straight off. For a reason. I just want to get those feels like, oh, I should fight again because I really shouldn't. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, well, and I've had like a million questions on, on like who was your toughest opponent and who was this and who was that kind of thing. But what I've done is I've written down some names um, of fighters that you've fought and um, some of them have just retired, some of them are still fighting. Um, but what I really enjoy um, about watching your fights on YouTube and that recently is all the people that you've fought. And this is this is some of them, um, and so I'm just going to say their names, and I just want you to give me your initial thoughts on them or of, of whatever pops into your mind first. If it's real bad, I'll I'll edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. But I'll just I'll read them out. Um, no particular order, but um, Miriam Teo. She's amazing. We're we became really great friends. I think we only fought once, but we hung out a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, baby Nansen. Baby, we fought a billion gazillion times. I think uh, she is a tough bitch. Like that's the only way to describe her. She, when you talk to her, she's extremely nice, but in the ring, she's anything but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Leanne Bannum. She is very experienced. She's been around for a very, very long time. I think she's well respected. I don't think I caught her. I kind of caught her at the end of her career and I wish I would have been around a lot earlier. So I would have actually seen her in action a lot earlier than that because she's had a, like 50 or something fights. And I think there's not that many females in New Zealand that have done that. No, no, she's an amazing fighter. Um, Whitney Tobin. 
Oh, we fought a couple of times. Uh, it's funny because we fought twice for different titles. Yeah, yeah. Um, she is really great as well because, I mean, I'm, like, friends with these people in real life as well, so I don't have anything bad to say to them because they are, like, amazing yeah. and we well because we have this, like, common, I guess, yeah. personality. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I watched yeah, one of your fights with you and Whitney um, just before I was talking to you. I can't remember where it was. But um, it was a really awesome fight because you you both have got a very similar style. And it was one of the fights I watched with you because a lot of the Kiwi girls are are very forward fighters. And so, you know, they're on the front foot a lot, whereas that fight, you guys are both sort of just taking your time and it was a very technical fight. It was it's a really good one to watch, eh? Yeah, she has a really nice Thai style. And because I've been trained by, like, Thai people, I think the way that, girls fight in New Zealand is a little bit different. It's more kickboxing K1. Because Thai is very relaxed. You do like nothing for the first two rounds really. So yeah. and because and because he's kind of in that it's such a beautiful dance. I enjoy those fights so much more because we both knew what we were doing and we just took our time and we enjoyed the time that we had together as silly yeah. as it sounds. Yeah, it was an awesome fight. Um Ash Ahapini. That was a short fight. Uh, that was a TKO, I think, in the second round or so. She's amazing. I honestly think that we should have never been paired up because she's so much smaller than me. Yeah. We ended up, well, I ended up making the weight, but uh, it's also kind of, I guess, part of it. I, I, I think I'm, like, physically quite a bit bigger than her. It wasn't yeah. a good experience in that sense where I just didn't feel like I should have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't know if you ever fought her, but I'm interested to get your thoughts on her. Um, Melody Downs. No, I've never fought. We were in very different weight classes. So she was uh, fighting like 60 something to 70 and I was like 50. Yeah. So there was good uh, between us. We sparred a couple of times and I've seen her fight. I think she's actually one of the most amazing fighters in New Zealand at her time. I mean, I don't follow the industry anymore. She's very technical. Um, and she is, and I think because of kind of the weight that she was at, she would struggle to find opponents in New Zealand that would have been as technical as her because she's actually quite lean and tall. And yeah. that she has this really amazing style. Um, she She's also at a weight class in New Zealand where there's just not that many girls, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, Mel Mackey. We've never... Never oh, she would have been a bit heavier than you probably too, wouldn't she? 61.25. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she would have been a bit well, yeah. Yeah. Um Wendy Talbot. We fought twice. She's awesome. Like I just really love her. Uh she's such a like honest personality. Because when we fought the first time, I thought I won. Um, and they gave her the decision and she was like, no, this is bullshit. I didn't win. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's she's putting on some really, really good performances at the moment. Like she yeah, she's doing it. She's only, I think she's only just turned 30, you know, like she seems to have been around for a long, long time, but she's putting in amazing performances. Yeah, she's been around for a little while, and she went to Thailand as well for, like, the Muay Thai Angels, which was a while ago. So she's actually been fighting at, like, quite a high level for a little while as well, um, and she's still doing it, which is phenomenal. Yeah, 
Yeah. Did you ever fight Gentian Luffy? Yep, we fought twice. Yeah. Uh, first time I fought her, it was like one of my first amateur fights. She just destroyed me. I just I got a beating of my life on. <laughs> I still really? don't know how I ended up fighting her in the first place. I had to. Yeah. I mean, I lasted all three rounds, but I had to be carried out of the ring. Oh, um, wow. They took me to the back uh, and they put kind of chair um, next to me, so I would sit down and I just fell on the floor. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> oh, really? That wow. was. I've never had a fight where I was just like getting beaten up because she was just kneeing me in the face for three rounds straight. Oh, um, wow. But we had a we had a rematch, and that was like by far my most favorite fight because I was shitting myself. I was like, "Oh my god, this girl gave me the beating of my life," but I have to go back. Yeah, I can't just, yeah. I can't just leave it. And I won unanimously the second time because we drilled and drilled and drilled. And like in my head, I was just shit scared. But I was like, "No, I know what I need to do," and I did that, and I did exactly what we planned, and I won the fight. And I was like, "This is amazing," yeah. and this like first fight where I've had where I just used my skill I didn't use my power I didn't use my strength we had a strategy we had like a game plan I've executed it and it worked it was amazing yeah yeah it's, it's so cool to see those comebacks hey like um Caitlin had one of those she fought um Fee Sim and like in the third round couldn't fight anymore she's just like I, I just can't do it like just done we pulled her out and then she rematched with Fee like a year later or something like that and, and came back and met her, you know, so it's, there's got to be something to be said for that champion mindset, eh, to be just like, oh, hang on. <laughs> and there's definitely there's got to be something wrong with you to be like, uh, so the girl that beat the snot out of me, I'm going to fight her again. <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. And and, yeah. and because when you're in those fights, you're starting on the back foot already because mentally you know what it feels like to like <laughs> not be win that fight but also like lose it in such a terrible way and yeah. these is like these are the strongest fighters out there that are taking those fights mm -hmm. and with like everything against them and they're still like in it and they're actually might not necessarily be winning but they're trying and then they're and they have this like you said champion mindset there's too many fighters out there that would take easy fights and would stick to the easy route the whole way through yeah um and I mean, if you have, like, if you're a guy and you have enough, you that you can, but if you're a girl, you don't really have that choice because there's all the five opponents out there for you in the first place. Yeah. 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 That's a, uh, and you got to take, take what you can get. And I think you, you did right though. Like if you take fights that are, you know, sort of above your level kind of thing, you know, or you might've had five or six fights, 10 fights to step up and fight someone with like 30 or 70 fights. Chances are it might not go that well, but the, but you could also go, someone's got to beat these people at some stage as well, you know, and, and future champions come through at that level, you know, so could have a go, eh? Yeah, I'm, I'm in two opinions of that. You definitely have to challenge yourself. You definitely have to be uncomfortable. It's the only way to progress, and you also have to believe that you could do certain things. But also there are some matches that happen that shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, there's a difference between I'm taking on a challenge or I'm going to get a beating over my life. And I think when that happens, that wasn't a good match. Mm. And, and it comes down a lot, I guess, to the promotions and the trainers themselves and how they let you take certain things or how they would advise you what you do. Cause it's not like, it's physically not safe to, to yeah. be beaten up 
trouble. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I think promoters, I, I, th I don't think people actually want to come and see someone get the absolute kicked out of them. You know, like, like the to the extent where they, you know, like you say, getting carried out of the ring or, or you know, just broken like if you get two fighters that are at the same level that do that to each other that's awesome but no one wants to see a mismatch and i don't think that's healthy for the promoters to be doing that either right yeah i mean that happens quite a bit when i guess people are starting out because you haven't had enough experience and you don't really know what the other person is capable of whether it's a mismatch or not but also the reality of like once you get to a high level everybody's fairly level there's not mm -hmm. that many fights where there's like knockouts or especially the lighter weight there's not that many knockouts or like one person beating up the other it's just not a good match mm. um but it's also careful balance right because the people paying money they want to see that they want to see the knockouts they yell for them all the time yeah. often enough yeah yeah they do it's surprising what you hear about yourself when you're fighting somebody that has got a bigger crowd than you do <laughs> yeah when you're like main event and by the time uh they get to your fight they've had quite a few drinks yeah 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 so how, how how did you find it um fighting an aussie like i know you're forum rebellion and a few pretty big shows over there compared to like fighting on the new zealand shows i'd say that and i've been told this before going to australia but it's not always true is that you have to win convincingly to win to win in the country that is in your own so like you have to be hands down the winner i don't mm. say it was always my experience there were fights where i've had in australia where i was like that was like really fair judging i like i would have done the same thing but there were fights where i was like i won that and the other person got the decision um and i was like i don't i don't see it that way you'd never know which which one you're going to get unfortunately mm. Um, there are promotions like Rebellion that are absolutely amazing. Um, and you know you're going to get their judging there. Um, and they're a lot more traditional in their judging as well. It's more Muay Thai than anything else. But then there are others out there that are not as, I guess, favorable towards Kiwis. I'd just say that you need to be really aware of which promotion you're going to and what you need to do to win. Because sometimes just being good enough the way that you are in New Zealand is not enough but also the quality of uh, Australian fighters is like 10 times the level of New Zealand simply because they have more opportunities. There's way more money. There's way more people mm. and they just get a lot more training and they're able to focus a lot more on that. Yeah. It, yeah, it is money to fight in um, Australia too. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. It's really good. We've noticed that as well. Going over to Aussie, it's just been, just a whole other sort of next level, you know, like the show quality and, you know, you know go to a show and there's like 20 tables or something in New Zealand, you go over there, there's a like hundred tables of the show. You're like, oh. Yeah. It's just quality of the venue, like the actual catering, um, the dress code, like all of these things that just don't happen in New Zealand because they have the economy of scale. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, I've got one more, one more question. Um, and, and then I think that well, that we've got enough, which is pretty choice. And the, the last question I've got is, um, do you have any what if moments? What if moments? Yeah, like what if I'd done this or what if I'd done that? No, like I'm, that's my yeah. personality mindset. I don't believe in regrets. What I've done is what I've done. 
Um, and I actually think that what I've done is pretty amazing. Um, I'm, I guess it's, it's not arrogance, it's confidence in my own decision-making, my own ability. And I know that what I've done is something worth remembering and like worth uh, recognizing, mm. but I've done more. I don't know. I don't think about it at all. Mm. No, that's, that's what I was hoping you would say actually. Um, and that's why I really wanted to get you on the podcast. So um, thanks very much because I think it's really important because um, there's so many awesome like female athletes coming through at the moment and male athletes as well that fighters like yourself and and like the ladies that we mentioned before and that really, really created the way for opportunity and um inspiration for a lot of these younger ladies that are fighting now and that are coming through that are teenagers and stuff like that and so you know i think that it's important that we touch base with the likes of yourself and because you've got so much advice to give that these young people will lap up and so i guess probably on behalf of of a lot of us in the fight community you know thanks very much for, for all your effort with, with 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 being a fighter and, and promoting yourself and and just being such an awesome person and and um and showing what the sport really can do for people so um because we, we, we do remember who you are and 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 that won't be forgotten easily and, and that's part of the drive of why i'm trying to do the podcast so thanks very much thank you and i really really appreciate it because that that to me was like a really big part of it is actually promoting female sports it wasn't always about myself it's actually making sure that females get fair opportunities get main events and they get uh, paid equally as males mm. exactly exactly that's it and i think that they're starting to get there slowly you know it's because it's, gonna it's take slow a bit of time. <laughs> it's slow but hey thank you very much and um you'll yeah, talk again soon hopefully that'll be cool awesome thank you okay see ya see ya fighting talk nz Fighting Talk NZ.